Welcome to the Grow Equation Podcast, a training podcast for service-based business owners who want to hashtag work less, earn more. Your host, Diana Lidstone, has been working with businesses for more than three decades to help them get known as the undeniable authority in their industry, ramp up their profits, and optimize their resources with the end goal that they work less and earn more. So if you're ready to implement simple steps to banish the hustle and to do business differently, then stop. Stop folding laundry or running on your treadmill, grab a pen and paper, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Equation Business Podcast, where I share tips, strategies, and guest interviews so you can work less and earn more. Now, if you're anything like me, I'm always curious and interested in better, smarter, cooler ways that I can get my expertise out into the world. Now, many of you know that for years I hosted live events in both Montreal and Ottawa. But more recently, I decided that perhaps podcasting would be my main way that I would get my spoken word out into the world. So this podcast, this whole podcast, has its own marketing strategy on its own. However, just like with any marketing strategy that you might use to get known, it takes a fair bit of marketing to get some traction. Now, in this episode, it's not about the marketing strategy, but it's an easier way to get found. Today's guest is founder and creator of a new audio platform unlike any other I've heard of. So welcome, Amit, the founder and creator of Audia. Thank you for having me on, Diane. I love that introduction. It was good. Just like laid it all out there. I'm so excited and happy to be here and talk about it today. Cool. Very cool. So I've seen you've been a guest on many other podcasts telling people about this new platform. So I'm guessing that part of your marketing strategy is to let people know about your products on podcasts. Yes, that would be correct. Absolutely. That's it. Okay, so good. But Amit, I have listened to a couple of your podcasts where you've been a guest and talking about Adia, so I know a little bit about what it is, but curious, I know nothing about you personally, so would you mind sharing for our listeners today? Absolutely. So first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Really excited to get into it. I think it's a good question because before someone even thinks of using the product, they should know who is actually creating it and why they're creating it. I'm 24 right now. I'm based in the East Coast of the United States. Graduated from Rutgers Business School in 2020. It was the COVID year, so I did not attend the virtual graduation because I was like, I'm not doing the virtual graduation. That's just <laughs> I'm not doing that. What I like to tell people is that in high school, I did debate. Uh, I joined the debate team. And after failing at music and basketball and trying all these different things, basketball, I wanted to be the next LeBron James, really I wasn't getting taller than five, seven. I was like, all right, that's not going to work. Music wanted to be the next Michael Jackson. Realized I sounded really raspy when I sing. I was like, all right, that's not going to work. So like, I was like, what's left? And I joined debate and I found some really meaningful just purpose in my life through speaking and communication. Now the debate team that I joined was very competitive. So I ended up traveling across the entire country, became one of the top seven debaters in the United States, one of the top three public speakers in Europe. And I was one of nine people to represent the national USA debate team. So this is an international team that traveled across the world. So it was pretty cool. I kind of found my gist and like, okay, I think I I know how to speak and I know how to speak in a way that gets other people not only to listen, but to do something when they listen. And in this case, it was vote, like to give me their ballot in these competitive tournaments. So I went to college, got a business management degree, 
And I came out of college, you know, wanting to start my own thing. I didn't want to be an investment banker or some consultant. I was like, I kind of want to do something pretty big and cool. You know, you got one life, like probably do something cool. And that's when it kind of hit me that I saw a gap in the marketplace in the context of audio, and we can dive more deeper into it, that didn't necessarily allow the discovery for spoken word ideas to be as strong as they could be. And because that gap in the marketplace existed from a technological perspective, and then from a philosophical perspective, I had this deep desire to constantly communicate and speak and get my ideas out there. The combination of those two led me to come up with this idea of like, well, what if there could be a platform that actually accelerates and accentuates the discovery of people's voices? Because I think audio as this medium and spoken word as this medium of communication heightened by the pandemic has allowed so many more people in the world to recognize I can't write, I can't do video, but I can talk. And if you can get your ideas discovered out there into the world, you know, there's a world of opportunity there. So that's who I am. Yeah, cool. So spoken word. And yeah, I guess you like to debate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to use the word argue and I went, no, that's not the right word. Debate. No, my mom would definitely call it arguing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So, you know, we have all these podcasts now that, because like you said, during the pandemic, we've seen this surge in podcasting, right? And uh, we've got all these podcast platforms, which when I started my podcast, I had no idea that there were so many out there. And that part of the production and the editing and whatever was getting my podcast on all these platforms. So tell us, you know, not what was wrong with those platforms, but why is your idea better, cooler and those platforms are a scam, straightforward and nothing else like that. The problem with the podcast industry is every podcaster, including yourself, who's someone's new and many other people, millions of other people, we get brainwashed into thinking we need to be everywhere all at once, right? Because we're like, all right, if we're everywhere, then we're going to get discovered. And this, some of the major companies have fed up this lie because their business models depend on this because they charge you seven, eight bucks a month for them to host your podcast through an RSS feed, put your file in the RSS feed, you pay them seven bucks a month, and then they distribute that audio podcast to like a trillion different apps. And to your point, you're like, well, why are there all these apps? Because for YouTube, it's video. Like I know my video goes on YouTube. I don't have to put my video in an RSS feed that gets distributed to every video sharing site in the world. Like that never made any sense. So why does that exist for audio? Well, the reason it existed is because podcasting is supposed to be this open broadcasting system, which I get. And it makes sense, right? Like you can be discovered anywhere theoretically, but the two big guys that matter are Spotify and Apple. At the end of the day, people are not going to all these trillions of different apps. And the reason there are trillions of them is because the RSS feed is decentralized. So I could code up an app in literally 20 minutes and have the world's podcast audio files on my app. It's just connecting to the RSS feed. It's a simple thing to do. The problem is if it's that simple, there's a catch. And the catch is these platforms are not audio networks. Well, what is a network? A network has network effects. And for the people who are not that technical, what a network effect is, is that when you post something into a platform, that platform now can algorithmically curate that piece of content that you have posted, whether it's about religion or therapy or business, self-development, whatever it may be. And it can then find the other people on the other side of the marketplace that are also engaging on that platform. These are people watching videos or people consuming tweets or people scrolling through Instagram photos to then potentially see that content. And maybe there's a sliver of a chance that that person actually cares about self-development and Diana posted something about self-development and then boom, there's this like magical connection across the world where you posted something from Canada and someone from India sees your post and they like it, they comment it, they check you out, they follow you. That is the magic of being alive in 2022 because we have never had the opportunity in our lifetimes to post something and a platform algorithmically curates that to find an audience. That's why these platforms are worth billions of dollars. That does not exist in audio. 
it just does not exist because these platforms are decentralized RSS feeds that don't actually curate content. So the reason why 95% of podcasters quit after less than 10 episodes is because they're posting into the RSS feed, the hosts of the world, the Buzzsprouts, the anchors, whatever. They're like, hey, you're published everywhere. And you're like, great. Where's the people that are listening? And like, it's slowly you realize, wait a second, that's not how content works. No one's going to listen to you randomly on an app unless you drive traffic to that app which means you have to have an audience on a pre-existing platform, which, I mean, if you don't have an audience, then you're not going to get discovered or the platform is going to recommend you. And if the audio platform is not recommending you, that's a problem. So Audia, and we'll dive more deeper into it, is a platform that's trying to recommend your content without using the RSS feed. And I think that can actually change the process by which people get discovered. So yeah, because like YouTube is, if I'm not mistaken, the second biggest search engine out there. So you can go to YouTube and you can search for different things. And guess what you're saying is that there is nothing like that for audio. Correct. And people would argue that Spotify and Apple are kind of those, I mean, Spotify and Apple are phenomenal companies. I agree with that. The problem is when you search something on Spotify, you're getting the same results on Apple or Google or whatever, because they all exist through an RSS feed, right? So if I search up synthetic biology or entrepreneurship, Spotify and Apple will give me the same results because they are hosting the same RSS feeds at the end of the day. Now, right, they might right. differentiate a little bit there. They have their own platform, their own data, et cetera. But at the end of the day, it's the same content. But when I search entrepreneurship on YouTube, I mean, there's a whole host of content or on TikTok or on Instagram that those platforms have centralized user-generated content in one place. And because the content goes to the platform, not some external RSS feed, they have proprietary data on that content, which is why YouTube is the world's best recommendation engine, along with second biggest search engine, because they know so much about your video that they can actually find someone to be able to discover it. And to me, that's the big thing, because I think in the world of content, we all want to make content. We all want to get discovered. And I was a struggling content creator for the past three and a half years until you realize, unless the algorithm on a platform knows what to do with the thing you give it you're speaking to a blank wall. You're just posting something to postings and it's not going anywhere. So I don't see Spotify and Apple necessarily doing that, which is why I think we're different. And, you know, even if you're doing it on, let's say you're posting videos or content on, you know, something like Facebook, you are then subject to all their algorithm changes, Mm -hmm. et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So again, unless you have an audience that you're driving to that, or you have an audience on Facebook that you're driving to, you know, your podcast or you're driving to your website or whatever it happens to be, it still makes it difficult to get found, right? Yes. And that's why you have to work with the algorithm to me. Like, it's so funny. There's millions of podcasters on Twitter and they're like tweeting their podcast links. And it's like, no one's scrolling through Twitter wanting to get taken to some true crime. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, no, people are on Twitter to get quick news updates and stuff. So people are on YouTube to watch videos. So the same thing with Facebook is this. You can post your podcast on Facebook, but if Facebook doesn't push it, because maybe Facebook doesn't care about your podcast, right? Uh, because their podcast is not native to Facebook. It's for faces. It's for photos, right? Like they don't care yeah. about getting people to listen to stuff, especially if they can't sell ads against it. Then there's not going to be any relevance there. So what Audia is, is a functional search engine for audio where people can up their audio ideas in one place. And if we can build a network effect, which is very difficult, but if we can build that network effect in that centralized platform, then people will be scrolling through audio, looking for audio, wanting to be recommended audio, and they will actually click on people's audio, audio ideas, ideas, and discover them. And that's sort of the method of discovery that we think we can innovate in. When did you actually start this? I'm curious. So the initial idea was 2018, and we can get into how I got that idea, but I was a sophomore in college. It was just floating in my head. So two years go on. And then July, 2020, just sitting at home because of the pandemic, it, like the idea just hit me again randomly. 
And I'm just like, man, this would be really cool to build. But again, I should brush it off. And by October, 2020, this is right before my 23rd birthday. I was like, I cannot sleep at night anymore without like trying to pursue That's when it got kind of deep for me. And maybe it was turning 23. I was like, oh, I'm getting old. I need to go do something. Yeah. In my life. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't work a nine to five forever. It's like it's, all this existential anxiety started hitting me. Yeah. By November, 2020, I found my co-founder. I was lucky enough to find him on one of the first meetings I had. And then we launched the product April, 2021. And we launched the app July, 2021. And now we're almost a year in July, 2022. Yeah. And we've innovated a lot. And now we're actually raising money. We have about $180,000 that we've raised. We're looking to raise about $500,000 and get the show on the road. Very cool. So what do you think is, you know, if there was one thing that makes idea stand out or what is, you know, one thing why, you know, a podcaster like myself should be on idea. What would you say that one thing is? When you are posting on an RSS feed, and if you're a podcaster who's listening to this, if you're a consumer, it might not make too much sense, but if you're a creator, you know what an RSS feed is, and you're posting into Buzzsprout or Anchor or Lips or all these audio, yeah. whatever they are. Yeah. You post it there, and yeah. you press publish, and then it's distributed everywhere. Yep. Your podcast has gone into a literal graveyard. And the reason I'm saying this is because those platforms, Buzzsprout is not a platform. These aren't platforms. The only no, platforms no. that really matter for audio are Spotify and Apple. They are not recommending your stuff. They have no, no. incentive to do that. And again, they're not bad companies, but you got to think about something like Spotify spent $700 million on exclusive content. Joe Rogan, Caller Daddy, the prince and princess of the UK, they just bought all this exclusive stuff. And you think, why are they doing that? Well, they charge a subscription, $10 a month. They want to one day charge 15. The only way to go from 10 to 15 is you've got to have the most exclusive content in one place. That's how you get people in the door. This is the Netflix strategy. Netflix got a lot of people by having the office and friends for five years before they made their own original content. So if that's the case, that's a fine strategy. And that might do very well to be the Netflix of podcasts. But the problem is myself, Diana, anyone listening or watching, we are not getting Netflix type of podcast exclusive deals which means our content at that point is never going to get bought by a media company or by a platform, which means if Spotify spent $100 million on Joe Rogan, they need to put him on the home feed because he needs to get an ROI for Spotify because they can't justify spending $100 million for someone that they're not pumping in the home feed. Well, why did the home feed matter? Because if you're not on this home feed, as we talked about, you're literally dead. If you don't have advertising dollars to get on the home feed, you're dead. If you don't have an algorithm that curates your content in front of someone on the home feed, you're dead. Your content is at a graveyard on the RSS feed. To answer your question, the difference between us and them, even though we don't have their scale, is when you post to Audia, automatically your content gets indexed into an algorithm. And that algorithm is trying to figure out, okay, Diana posted this content about self-development and business and entrepreneurship. What people on the backside of, of scrolling on the app, maybe anywhere in the world, would potentially like to see her thumbnail and title in their face and maybe click on it? And that's what we're trying to do. Now, we don't have the biggest user base in the world, and that's why we're trying to grow. And eventually, yeah. I believe that will happen. But if we can do that for an individual podcaster, poet, comedian, expert, coach, consultant, anyone who communicates in audio, musicians, I think they could use this platform, then we are giving discovery at an unprecedented level that the major platforms are not. And I think that will make us a major platform and a force to be reckoned with, because if you're getting discovered on a platform, you're going to keep posting on that platform. So I love that you gave some ideas other than podcasting that can yes. use idea. So let's talk yes. about that for a second, because, you know, I'm fairly well connected in the speaker association here in Canada. So yeah, it's Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. And these are people that speak for a living who probably have keynotes that are recorded and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. Well, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. When I said I wanted to be the next Michael Jackson, remember I told you about that? And I yeah. realized I couldn't one day. 
the idea of becoming the next Michael Jackson was I always wanted to be a rock star. When Michael Jackson died, I was like, I want to be that one day. And I realized I couldn't sing. So <laughs> part of the reason for starting Audio was like, what if I could be a rock star and live out the essence of that dream, even if the medium of communication was a different medium? So instead of yeah. music, it would be speaking. So I believe if Audia can centralize the supply and demand of the world's attention when it comes to audio, the next Brene Browns, the next Sam Harris's, the next Gary Vaynerchuk's, Tony Robbins, all these motivational speakers that ultimately use their voice as the basis for them to even have an impact on society, they can get discovered on Audia. I want to innovate the concept of a speaking rock star via our platform. Because I don't think a speaking rock star exists. Like when you think of a speaking rock star, it's just not a brand or anything. And I'm like, well, wait a second. If Joe Smith has all these ideas about motivation in life and he knows how to communicate it in a meaningful way. What if Joe Smith releases an album and that album has 10 different talks, almost like 10 different songs, and he almost releases them as if they're singles off of an album, but they're like talks, and he hypes up the album, there's an actual launch, and then you distribute the album through Audia. People come to it because that's where they're actually consuming spoken word albums and speaking content. And then one day Joe sells out Radio City Music Hall. 6,000 people come to watch him speak for an hour about his album, almost like he's going on a tour for speaking. Like, So I think poets, comedians, consultants, coaches, TED Talkers, experts, motivations. I think there's so many groups of niches that are not just in the podcast world that are lacking distribution for their audio because there is not a native audio platform that's actually trying to accelerate distribution for the content. And if we do that, I mean, I think that speaking rock star can't exist and it would be pretty cool to see that happen. Yeah, I think there's so many applications and, you know, that's why I wanted to, you know, talk about that because I think listeners here, not only are they coaches and, you know, consultants and whatever, but they also go out and speak. And right. so if they can record their speeches, which they're probably are already being recorded, they could create, you know, a profile on idea and away they go. Yeah. And then, you know, the idea, you can post your keynote on Spotify or Apple or an RSS feed. The question is, and this is the like multi-hundred billion dollar question, is it going to get recommended? And someone can find it if they type in Diana Lindstone keynote, they'll find it. But how many people are searching that, right? Until you have a crazy, like, so for me, I started YouTube in November, 2021. Right now I have 12,000 subscribers. In November, 2021, that's cool, right? That's awesome. But in November, 2021, no one was searching Amit Kukraja. Like no one knew my name. But YouTube was doing the really hard work, which is why YouTube is such a phenomenal platform of taking my content and showing it to strangers. All they asked was admit, make good content, we'll do the rest. I made some decent content. They got me 12,000 people in the world who actually care about me. And that means something to me. I think that relationship doesn't exist for audio. So for the keynote speaker that has a great keynote that wants that keynote to be listened to, you've got to put it somewhere where the platform's actually helping you to try to get discovered. Even if it doesn't fully help you, at least it's making an attempt. And I think the current audio platforms don't have the incentive. And so there in comes Audia. And it is spelled for those listeners, A-U-D-E-A. And it's dot I O. So before I ask Emmett a couple of final questions, I have my little public service announcement. One of the reasons I love podcasting is the ability to interview amazing entrepreneurs just like Emmett. Emmett is working to shift from the being, or, you know, perhaps the best kept secret, or his product is, to being known as the undeniable authority in his field. That's what he wants. He wants to become that speaking rock star. And I know for some of you listeners that maybe sometimes you feel like the best kept secret, even though you know deep in your heart that your offer, service, program, product is so transformational. 
if that's you, if you feel like the best kept secret, I'd love to be able to help you. And let's chat. Simply go to dianalidstone.com backslash schedule because the world needs your wisdom. Okay, Amit, any last things that you want to share with the listening audience today? No, just thank you for having me on. If anyone is interested and wants to check out the app, it's on Google and the app store. It's A-U-D-E-A. It should pop up, I think, on Google. Maybe top in the .io and it'll be there. I would love any feedback. Amit at audia.io is my email. Any feedback at all about little parts about the app, anything you think could be improved, I would appreciate any of it. So happy to be here, Diana. Thank you for having me on. Great. And I know that you're going to be at Carl Richards Podcast Alliance. So I look forward to you being there. So here's the last question that I ask all my guests. How do you you personally embody or embrace work less, earn more? Work less, earn more. How do I personally embody that? Well, I guess I would say that I try to do things that when I am doing in terms of work, they have an amplitude of effect. So for example, this podcast, I think is, first of all, it's not working to me. It's talking, it's fun. And the idea is like, you know, this podcast hopefully is going to be listened to many, many times. It's going to be distributed on multiple platforms. It might be broken up in some clips and it might give me more exposure. So to me, when I try to work, I try to figure out, can I do something in this moment that decreases the amount of actual work I'm doing, but has more impact at the end of the impact. day? Impact. Perfect. I love that. Thanks so much for sharing with us today and being on the podcast. Listeners, check out the show notes for more on Audia. And remember, until next week, you can do this. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Grow Equation Business Training Podcast, where it's all about hashtag work less, earn more. Before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review. If you enjoyed this and want more of Diana, you're invited to join her private Facebook community for live trainings, articles, and Q&A. Head over to facebook.com slash groups slash think like a CEO with Diana. Until next time, thanks for listening.